It's time for the Rich Life Retirement Show, brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal best-selling author, Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful, meaningful, and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started. Here's Bo Henderson and Bill Main. Back at it again. Trust you came through Zeta OK. It is Bill Main with Bo Henderson. How was everything at your house after the storm, Bo? Hey, uh, the power was out, but we made it in. Looks like we got power here. Oh, yeah. yeah we're the, good to go. Always good to go here with the generator, but uh, we did OK at our house, and now I've got all the debris cleaned up. Spent the past two days doing that. Now, I'll tell you, <laughs> on, coming in on Green Street, I saw one of the biggest trees I've ever seen uprooted really? right in one of those, those old yeah, mansion, yeah. Uh, commercial mansions. Yeah, uh-huh. So it got some big trees. Yeah. It had some big wind, that's for sure. Glad it's calmed down. Now it's cooled down. I know you like the cooler weather that's for right. sure. And we're ready to latch into uh, Rich Life Retirement today. And on today's show, get ready for this. This is really interesting. I'm looking forward to this one. If you owned a piece of history that was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, would you be willing to sell it to benefit your grandchildren? And when it comes to claiming Social Security, there's another person you should be thinking about other than yourself. And if you've ever wondered what happens when you call Rich Life Advisors for an appointment, well, we're going to get the inside scoop because I've got him right here. The there retirement source, Bo Henders, is going to tell us about that. Now, Bo, before we go any further, you've been taking it out on the road, right. the uh, the tour 2020. So where are we next? Because I know November is going to be a busy one for you. Yeah, retirement Education Tour 2020. Yeah. So we'll next have, um, this will be Social Security Optimization. Again, We just that's a class and a topic we keep yeah. getting response and people wanting to learn about. We're going to be down at the Buford Community Center uh, November 10th. That's a Tuesday, November 12th, a Thursday. Okay. And if that's a topic you'd like to hear about, it's no charge. It's purely educational. Go to richlifeadvisors.com. You can see events. You go ahead and register and hold a seat because we are we are limited somewhat because we got to space socially and all the things we need to do right now. Yeah, so you don't have to pay for it, but what you'll get out of it, man, it's a wealth of information. Literally, what we could get out of, there's cases where it's hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference. Just knowing the difference. Now, let's plunge straight into uh, what's going on here. One of the big things, of course, folks are looking at here in a couple of days, we have a little thing called an election going on. Yeah. And uh, just wondered if you've had any of your clients express concern over the election and how that might affect how their retirement funds are and how they should be investing them. Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. Am I getting any uh, calls or concerns? Every day. That's yeah. my answer. And, and and it seems to be accelerating the closer we get to the election. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but the biggest topic, it's interesting, the biggest topic I'm getting questions on right now is how is um, the tax potential tax changes going to impact my retirement? Because there's been some, some articles and some information put out about, okay, if Biden's elected, how would that change things? We kind of know what we're dealing with currently uh, with, with taxes as they are. Now, there is a big elephant in the room that I think we need to talk about first is that in uh, January 1st, 2026, the current tax laws sunset, okay? So meaning the lower tax rates we have right now, if nothing's changed, they will actually go up automatically. Oh, they don't just stay there? Right. And it's much more likely to happen, of course, if Biden gets in office. And okay. that's that's one thing we're hearing about. A co- another one is the, the higher tax bracket. So somebody earning more than $400,000 a year, so it's higher earners, sure. that top tax bracket would go from 37% to 39.6, so a little increase there, but you know that's it's significant. Here's the big one that, that's concerning to me with people that have uh, money that's after-tax, because after-tax money is taxed on capital gain. Right, it, it's how much something a basis, how much something was worth when you bought it, mm-hmm. then how much is it worth when you sell it, and you owe tax on that gain. Okay. Currently, for for higher earners, uh, the top the top capital gains tax rate is twenty percent. 
guess what the proposed the proposal is? Don't tell me they're going to thirty. Well, no, they're going to current income tax rate. So for that highest earner, get this: going from twenty percent capital gains to thirty nine point six percent. Oh my heavens! So that's doubling. So that that could have a significant impact. And then one more um, that's that's been in conversation to change that Biden's brought up is um, stepped up basis. So what happens when somebody passes away? We just talked about that capital gains. When they pass away, their beneficiary would inherit those accounts at the value of those accounts at the time of death. So say, 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 uh, so just as an example, say, so you have a, a spouse pass away. Right. Now, we could have bought some assets 30 years ago, and they grew and doubled two or three times. Yeah. But when they pass away, now your new basis or what you're going to have to be counted for tax purposes is what's the value the day they die. So if they do away with that... That could be significant consequences to beneficiaries, the money sure. you leave behind. Because, I mean, let's say, let's say that money you left behind in whatever fund or however you've got it placed aside. Say it's a million dollars. Right. Which, actually, when we talk about retirement, a lot of people, ooh, a million dollars, that's, that's not a lot of money. Right. Uh, not for retirement, especially as long as we're living. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, So you're telling me that that's what you're going you're gonna to be taxed on, that big pie, at that rate? Correct. Correct. And that so, just kills any plans of retirement. It, it, I mean, it kills and well, it changes the strategy too. And we talked about this on a couple of the further shows. One more, and I don't want to spend a whole show on the taxes, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's but, but significant. But it, but it is also the uh, since we just came through Halloween, it's the unthought of vampire that can suck the life out of your retirement because we think of all the other parts of it. Right. And as you and I've talked before, a lot of times we don't think about the taxes because it's not how much you've saved. It's how much you get to spend. How much you get to use and spend. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and you're right. We could be doing all the right things and, hey, we're on track, we're on track. And then all of a sudden when it comes out, wow, I don't have 40% of what I thought I had. Exactly. And the numbers don't work anymore. No. It runs out sooner than we had planned. So, so it, it, you know, and with the 401ks, we're having a lot of conversation now. If these things happen, uh, we might even need to rethink how we use the old standards of people saving money for retirement in IRAs and 401ks because those were built on the premise saving in those that tax rates would be lower in retirement. Right? Yeah. So we're talking about all these things. If those changes happen, it's it's actually the opposite. Oh, my gosh. So if tax rates are higher in retirement, then we might need to say, okay, as opposed to 401ks and IRAs, maybe I need to start looking at the Roth, which, you know, I'm a big fan oh, of that. Oh, no, I'm, that's, that's my favorite thing. Or do we need to do even post-tax investments, after-tax investments, because there's not the benefit necessarily in a, in a 401k if – we're looking at pretty certainty yeah. that it's going to be higher in retirement. So a lot of those things, and, and the whole thing is, okay, Bo, that sounds overwhelming, right? That's a lot of potentially yeah. negative things. I thought of some of the Halloween costumes I saw last night were scary. This is uh, <laughs> it's really frightening. That, can we do a costume of taxes in retirement? Oh, so boy. How, how would we yeah, uh, personify figure that? figure that one out, yeah. Uh, but what we can do, you know, there's a couple things, and, and sometimes it's, it's kind of a mind shift to think this way. One, if we say, okay, knowing the sunset's coming either way, regardless of the regime, uh, and things could get worse. Sure. Always um, change. What, if taxes are low now, that taxes being low is when a Roth conversion is on sale, meaning I could convert assets from those IRAs and 401ks that uh, could bite me in the future if mm -hmm. things get much higher. Sure. I can convert them at right now what's lower tax rates, which much likely would be more expensive in, down the road. Sure. Uh, the other thing, and this is, this is the hard one to kind of conceptually get uh, – feel good about, but if the market pulls back, say like it did in March, say if the market pulls back 30%, the value of those accounts, that's actually on sale to convert those assets to a Roth. Again, right, yeah. Right, because you're converting the same assets for a lower amount. So a couple of positive things if we take a little bit of a long-term view. So we might just shift our strategy a little bit, and, and it's the key with all of this is we just got to stay on top of the rules and knowing the rules and navigating the best we can. 
if we do that, you're going to be in better shape than, than what most people do. Yeah, and keep and keep running those models because, right. as you always say, the math will show the path. Right. And if folks want to, right now, just, hey, you've heard this, and it may, if you're like him, you're breaking out in a little bit of sweat. Uh, you want to get some reassurance. You guys will be back in the office tomorrow, and if they want to give you a call or set up an appointment, easy to do. Yeah, if this conversation about retirement distribution planning uh, says, you know what, we haven't addressed that. We haven't talked about that. We need to stay on top of that. That's part of that's one of the components that we cover at Rich Life Advisors. And to see that model and the methodology and what we do and how we help clients, just go to richlifeadvisors.com or with specific questions, call me at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. This is Rich Life Retirement. Bill Main in with Bo Henderson. And, uh, you know, Bo... A lot of us didn't think we'd get to the end of the year, but the end is near, although we felt like the end has been near for a long time. Right. It's been that kind of a year. But as we get ready to wrap up this year, I think most of us relieved to see how well that our retirement accounts have bounced back from the market crash way back when in February. But you know, investing manager Penny Pennington uh, told Fortune Magazine recently that we still haven't fully recovered from the economic impact of the pandemic that caused that crash. Is she right? Is she wrong? What does that mean for retirement? I think what we need to look at is, okay, the market did have a significant fast pullback in March. Kind of scary. It was, it was 30% in a very short period of time. And the good news is, is it was kind of a jolt, but it's kind of come back up since. The bad news is the underlying issues that are causing the volatility, the values of companies right now, the, the jobs reports, all the things, those haven't been addressed or fixed. So when we look at what's the cause of why things happen, it's very likely that we haven't seen the end of this market or, you know, and like I say, the political uncertainty. Um, so I expect, and I tell clients, let's make sure our strategy is set up the right way and the volatility of the market, if we're properly allocated in our bucket plan, yeah. which we talk about, mm-hmm. um, then the, vol- the ups and downs, we're only going to have exposure in the money that we know we have a long-term time horizon on that won't change our plan today. Okay. So right. so it's 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 going back to the plan, going back to the strategy. Yeah, and 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 just like we said a moment ago and keeping an eye on it, checking in on it periodically. Don't it's no set it and forget it. It never is. Right. You know, you're right. There, there I think that's a great way to approach it is let's let's kind of get a little score on where we are today. Just to, where let's take a snapshot. What's my score? And how could I improve it to be in a better or stronger position? And that's really what we're trying to do. All right. Well, let's talk about this then because this is another thing that uh, we think about more probably in than taxes but probably not as serious as we should. And The Motley Fool says nearly two-thirds of Americans are not thinking about how they're going to pay for health care after they retire. I don't need it then, right? I'm retired. I'm not going to get sick ever again, right? Mm. Are we supposed to be saving separately for that, or is that included in our regular, quote, retirement fund, so to speak? Well, it, it can be. It's really a matter of, of how you bucket it, but it's got to be accounted for, whether it's in the 401k that we're saving or whether it's in a separate bucket in an account over at the bank. But somewhere on the spreadsheet, you've got to have an entry, it's an account be addressed, entry. Right? Yeah, okay. whether, whether it's a formal separate account or it's just earmarked. Yeah. But, you know, I saw that a recent study of more than a thousand pre-retirees, people planning for retirement, 71% of those said, yes, we're doing some work saving for retirement. But of those that said that, only 38% said we've even thought about or addressing saving for health care costs. Yeah, because I think we all think of, well, if I got enough money to retire, then it's going to pay for everything. We don't think of breaking things out. And especially when you're in a, when you're in a working situation where you've always just kind of had benefits and health insurance. Sure. You don't think about, wow, there's this other big animal that's going to be this big expense. And this number, every time we do the show and talk about this, it seems like it goes up. The latest number is that a couple in retirement will have up to $325,000 of additional health care expenses Whoa. beyond Medicare. 
that's that's copays, that's gaps in coverage, that's extra money. So if we're not at least saying, what's my plan for that? You know, where's my coverage? Where's um, do I have that bucket of money earmarked to cover health expenses? That's one of those things that could bite you. I had somebody come in this past week, Bill, and they were telling me what they were paying for one prescription insurance, I mean, uh, drug that they needed. Yeah. It was hundreds of dollars just Thank for goodness. this one yeah. medicine. Yeah. And and I've seen other scenarios where it's almost a mortgage payment for somebody to get the medicine they need. Yeah. So. And, and, and it's something that you don't, I mean, you may be healthy today, you may be retiring tomorrow and you feel fine, but you never know when something unexpected and when something like that's going to affect you. And some of these, you know, they're always making breakthroughs, but they cost. Well, and I think the que- it comes back to the same almost checkbox like we had with the tax conversation sure. we had a little earlier mm-hmm. or estate planning. It's have I had conversations and am I clear on what's my plan to address health care costs in retirement? If the answer is yes, excellent. You're ahead of the curve, I can tell you. Um, but if it's <laughs> You're no. You're in the two percentile of the class. That's right. <laughs> the if rest it, of us are kind of lagging. <laughs> that's right. But, and if it's no, it's okay. That's on my to-do list to, to address this because what we want to avoid at all costs and this is unfortunately what happens most of the time, is addressing any of these issues we talk about after it happens. Yeah. All right? Let, let's be proactive. Let's plan for it today. And it's so much easier to navigate than if we're in a bind, in a vulnerable situation, behind the eight ball, scrambling, and we're trying to figure it out at that point. I put it in, in terms that uh, maybe a lot of my friends can understand. Is, <laughs> as you know, I, I like to boat. And uh, it, it's, <laughs> I, I would say that it's it makes it more sense and a lot easier to boat to put the plug in the back of the boat before you launch the boat, because afterwards, it's a bit of a struggle. That's right. It's That's a right. bit of a struggle. You've got, you've got, you've got about five issues going on at <laughs> yeah, that exactly, point. Yeah, exactly, because you got to bail just to get down <laughs> to put the plug in. That's a great analogy, because you multiply your your problems right there. Absolutely do. All right, so Rich Life Retirement, we're going we're gonna to deliver on one of our promises earlier in the show, and, and that is we're going to pull the curtain back. Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay, going to expose things that are going on at Rich Life Retirement and uh, Rich Life Advisors. You know, the fact that folks are listening to us right now indicates that you'd like to improve your retirement. You're curious. You don't really know maybe how or where to start. But if you're taking the time to meet with a financial planner, that's sort of an intimidating conversation because you're going to have to talk about, get ready, your financial situation. And you're going to have to share that conversation with your spouse and your financial advisor. Right. That can be very intimate and it can be very uh, unnerving for a lot of people. So if someone comes to you or any financial advisor, what can they expect when they meet with their advisor? Yeah, I can speak to our process, right? Because um, I've, I've heard various variations of yeah. different scenarios. Uh, what we do, and we, we kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, somebody somebody calls uh, richlifeadvisors.com. They hear about us on the show. They say, hey, I need to address some of these things. The first thing we do is we get that snapshot. And, and you hit on it. Yeah, we need to have the conversation about where are we really financially? And then where are we trying to get? What's the goal? And sometimes my job is to help say the goal of retiring in two years doesn't work. Yeah. But here's how we can make it work in three. Right. You know. So so financially, but then the other side that we that's too often left out that we need to address uh, is we also got to talk about the things that aren't financial, right? What is it in retirement that's going to make it fulfilling, meaningful, satisfying, and fun? Yeah. What are you planning on doing with all that extra time? Because right. there are certain things you can do that don't cost you anything. Right. Or there are certain things that you want to pursue that might. Maybe if you want to do a lot of traveling in retirement, well, that's going to be an expense. Right. And we get that. And a lot of times we don't have that clear picture. So having those conversations, sometimes it's different, but it's very it's very helpful because then we have a reason. Why are we positioning our assets a certain way? 
oh, it's to get to this thing that really is exciting and meaningful that I look forward to. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of people feel in that conversation because you have to put some parameters on where you're putting your money, meaning my paycheck comes in and so much of it has to go here, 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 and here. And maybe sometimes I want more of it left in my hand because I got these things I want to do. And we sometimes see it as putting up walls to right. keep me from doing what I want to do right now. But actually, we have to think of it as opening up doorways right. to get where we really ultimately want to be. Yeah, and, and this is an Alice in Wonderland quote that's come up several times. It's a Cheshire cat. It's something about her asking which way to go. Right. And, and she said she didn't know. And he said, well, then any path will take you there, right? So I always remember that. As, <laughs> that clarity helps. It helps give us direction. So that's, that's step one is we're just going to have a real... Uh, and and I'm very I'm very casual. I mean, I, I, it's not it's informal. It's like yeah. us having coffee yeah. and getting to know each other. Because the better I know the situation and know you, then we go to step two, and that's an education process. Meaning we're going to go over some of these retirement concepts that really aren't taught. Because I don't want to just do things for people. I want to make sure they're raising their retirement IQ as we work together. Because if we can accomplish people understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it, that's to me that's how a partnership should work. So we we cover some retirement concepts that we need to get our head around to know where we're going with the design of a strategy, which we talk right. about. And once we go through those conversations and have some more clarification and we're on the same page, and then we talk about the methodology of the bucket planning, where how we allocate the timeline between uh, liquid, liquid money, income, income assets, long-term growth, uh, taxes, estate planning, all the things we talk about. And then once we get to that point, then it's time to actually design the plan for somebody. And we design it, and that's the deal. Okay, how do we take where we are now design a strategy that's going to actually be the vehicle that gets us to where we're trying to go. Yeah. And then, then beyond that, right, it's just we've got to communicate two ways. Right? We, we communicate often with our clients, Bill, because we found the biggest complaint working with financial advisors is lack of communication. So you hear from us in some capacity monthly. Yeah. Um, but I always tell our clients, I need this to be a two-way street. I need you to let me know and proactively communicate with us, not wait till the next annual review to let me know something that happened six months ago. And usually people, the right people that work with us appreciate that. And they like that two-way two way street. Yeah, I've, I got bit by that one time. Uh, I didn't tell the gentleman who's doing our accounting at the time right. that we, because we, we had two houses right. and one of them was a rental. And uh, we ended up selling that rental, and I forgot to tell him until he did my taxes. And let me tell you, it was expensive. Yeah, yeah. wish I would have known. Right? And he said, if you told me, I could have saved you X number of dollars. And I'm like, well, that was an expensive lesson to learn. Right, it really was. Okay, so I want to I want to jump ahead to this. We talked about this rules regarding Social Security. That has got to be one of the most complicated quagmires I have ever heard about. <laughs> it's why so many people base their claiming decision on some kind of break even date. Uh, but Mary Beth Franklin, she's an editor for Investment News, tells CNBC that married couples should always try to communicate their benefits and coordinate them so they understand that they're both on the same page. So so why isn't this a do-it-yourself situation? Well, I think what's happened, one of the biggest mistakes we see is we see we look at Social Security claiming in a vacuum. Here's my strategy. When should I take it? What are my thoughts and reasons? Maybe here's my spouse's strategy. They can They can figure out what they want to do. And what we really need to do is look at the, in that situation in the household is here's two Social Security benefits. How do they work together to get the best result for this household situation? See, I always thought that they were considered separately. Well, they, they are separately, but in strategy, we need to look at them both. And let me give you an example. Why I even went down that rabbit hole? You know, I kind of I kind of immersed myself for a year to write this book on Social Security. Right, yeah. And what, what caused that, a friend of mine in Duluth, um, he's now retired, he took me to lunch at that Duluth Diner up there, and uh, he said, Bo, I messed up. I short, I, I sh- short-changed my spouse. 
And I was like, I don't know if I want to hear this story. I don't know where this is going. This might be, I I know we're buddies. But anyway, what he was talking about is he was still working. And at 66 years old, he called the Social Security Administration and said, I'm full retirement age. I know there's no cap on what I can earn. Should I take my benefit? And they said, might as well. So he did. But remember, he worked until he was 71 years old. He didn't need the money to pay the bills. And uh, what he was taught, what he was referring when he said, "I, I messed up here, is if he would have delayed that four extra years, his wife, by their health, their, there's a little age gap and his health situation, she'll probably outlive him a good 10 to 15 years. So if he would have delayed till 70, his wife would have been left with an extra $1,400 a month when he passed oh, away. Oh, wow. So do that times 12 months times 10 to 15 years. Yeah. That's 200000 plus of retirement income she won't have. And it wasn't because this guy didn't care about her. He just didn't think through how does this affect both of our lives, her benefit and mine, and which one should we grow if possible, and which one should we maybe take first? This is like a big spider web, isn't it? Yeah. When you hit one area, it makes the whole web quiver. And and because I, I always thought that when you were considered, how you took it was considered separately, but I didn't realize it had that much of an effect. It, it can have a huge impact, and that that's really one of the biggest mistakes is leaving is not maximizing the benefit for the surviving house in the household. I think this is uh, why you have these seminars coming up. That's it. That's it. And, that, and that's uh, because there's really not a lot of good information. You can't Social Security Administration. They're not even allowed to give advice, strategic yeah, advice. And I, and I understand that. I don't blame them. That's right. not what they do. They just they put people where they need to go when they ask a question. And short of coming to a workshop, educational reading books on your own. And that's what I call raising your Social Security IQ in yeah. this case. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people who get it right. They, they say, okay, here's the rules for this specific situation that applies to me and my family. Let me look into it and see how it impacts me. Okay, got to get out of here with some fun. Okay, let's do it. I don't know about you, but one of my favorite shows of all time, it doesn't matter what type of show it is, I remember 1964, I wasn't old enough to remember it then, but when I was three or four, I remember watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, the little animation thing that's on. Love that show. It was one of my favorites, too. I love that show. But uh, there's a gentleman that actually owns the Rudolph and the Santa from that. Oh, wow. And he always wanted to keep it, never thought of selling it. But he finally decided that, you know, if I sell this, I'll have something to leave to my grandchildren they didn't expect. Now, they're expecting that these uh, two figurines will go between $150,000 to $250,000 when they get put up for sale. Wow. Yeah. So think about it. My my mind goes to, I wonder what he paid to get those in the first place. What a piece of iconic history. Sure, sure. One one side of me says, well, what if if my kid inherited that and kept it another 30 years? What would it be worth? But I also see this point. Hey, if I can bank $250,000 and leave that as a legacy or even help my kids while I'm still alive and get to see the benefit, I see where he's going with that. How do you do something like this? Let's say he gets the 250k mm-hmm. from selling these. What what are the tax implications for him? Is he some way able to put it in a trust for them or move it to some sort of uh, fund for them? Or how, what does he do with that money? It's possible. It's almost kind of going back to that strategy. So anytime uh, we have an infusion of cash in the situation, say it's an inheritance, a civil big property, something like selling these figurines. That's when we want to get together. We got to know what the situation is now. What are the goals? What are the goals with the kids? And going into heaven, having everything set up before that that money hits the account. Because what I found is if the money hits the checking account, sometimes it has places it goes not according to your priorities if we don't have the plan ahead of time. So it goes back to let's let's have the conversation. What do you really want this money to accomplish? If it's to fund uh, college education for grandkids, okay, there's one way we do that. If it's to help a uh, a child pay off a house mortgage, that's a different way. So we just need to have that conversation, get very specific and, and clarity around what do you really want this to accomplish, and then we set it up. Let's just figure that the guy last year, let's say made made $100,000 just in whatever he does, retirement or, or, or his, his, his job. 
suddenly gets another 250000 That puts him in another tax bracket. He's got to think about that as an income problem. Got to look at the whole picture. Yeah, sure do. Hey, if you want to get the picture looked at, you need to have the snapshot made. You need to have the models run because the math will show the path. And the guy that can run the numbers is sitting right across from me every single Sunday right here on Rich Life Retirement. How do we get in touch with you, Bo? How do we find out more? And, you know, our, our headline of, of under the logo is Retirement by Design. And that's what we do. We help people specifically design a retirement for your specific situations. And we've given a couple of, of examples today. It's different every single – everybody has different variables, goals, personalities, assets, income needs. Uh, so it's different every time. And we help put that puzzle together. We help hash through that because it can be a lot. Sure. It can be daunting. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And – we help build that retirement strategy. And if, if you're listening and that's something you say, you know what? I need a retirement strategy. I have, I have retirement stuff, but I need to turn my stuff into a strategy. Exactly. That's what we do. A roadmap. Yeah. Check us out at richlifeadvisors.com. And always uh, let me know what you need at 770-249-7424 at 770-249-RICH. A joy, Bo, as always. Be checking with you next week. Be well. Had fun, Bill. See ya. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to richlifeadvisors.com or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors LLC provides investment advisory services through Formula Folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.